In Jesus' name, we just give you praise, glory, and adoration, Lord, that you would teach through us, preach through us, anoint through us, uh, bless your people, Lord, through this teaching, through this word. Hallelujah. Only you can uh, set the captives free. Uh, we speak the word of deliverance and word of healing to those that will be watching this video, those that are in Pakistan, we welcome you, those that are in India, we welcome you also, and, uh, and, and Africa, and Nigeria, and Uganda, and uh, e everywhere this, this video is being viewed. Uh, we appreciate you watching, you're learning and, and growing in your Sunday Bible classes, your Sunday, your Sunday services as you're showing these videos on Sunday. Uh, we just give God the glory, give God the honor, and we pray that you would grow spiritually. Now I pray in the name of Jesus that as you uh, hear this teaching that the anointing that's in this house, the anointing that's on my life, the deliverance anointing uh, will be imparted to you through this video, through these teachings that you can, uh, even through the, through the camera, that the anointing will go through and it will begin to touch lives and touch hearts of God's people. Uh, those that will be listening by podcast, we pray that you get your Bibles and, uh, and, and study along with us and look at the scriptures along with us and uh, you'll be blessed. So I'm calling today, I've ministered this before, but I increased it and uh, do it. I call this message today, Deliverance Foundations. So over the next few weeks, I'm going to be laying the foundation, what really, what is deliverance and uh, what it's all about. And uh, I pray, and as you grow, you'll be able to cast out devils, heal the sick, and uh, uh, the anointing will rest on your lives. So I call this foundation, this is just the basic beginning of deliverance, so you can get an understanding of deliverance. Uh, 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 Satan only uses three methods when he deals with mankind. Rejection, rebellion, and hurts or idolatry. That's his methods. He hasn't changed his methods since the Garden of Eden. He got Eve to feel rejected that God said, oh, you'll be like God's if you, if you, that you don't want you to be like him. And uh, she was rejected. And so she was seduced by the enemy. Uh, or rebellion. Uh, Adam rebelled and ate of the fruit, but he wasn't supposed to eat of. Cain rebelled. He didn't want to bring the right sacrifice before the Lord uh, that, that God required. And, uh, uh, or the enemy would set up hurts and idolatry in the lives of people. So there's three things that opens up the door for the need for deliverance. And it started back in the garden. Rejection is one. Everybody in here has been through rejection one form or another, either in kindergarten or they took your blocks or they didn't pick you for the kickball team or you, they didn't pick you for that team and you didn't, you didn't qualify for the cheerleaders and, and you weren't in that group. And so everybody had a little rejection in us or boyfriend rejected us or girlfriend rejected us or something uh, uh, have to deal with rejection. And then when we reject it, the enemy gets us to rebel. People that are rejected uh, and get to a point where, well, if you don't love me, then I'm going to be my own. They get into pride. They get in rebellion to get attention. So we'll deal with this later on about rejection is a whole teaching by itself. Rebellion is a whole teaching by itself. Hurts and idolatry is a whole teaching by itself. But I just want to give you an overview where all this began. So it began in the garden where deliverance was needed. Uh, God had a relationship with Adam. He messed it up. Man failed. Sin came in. And God had to come up with a remedy uh, uh, to reconnect man back to God, and he did it through Jesus Christ. Uh, Genesis 37, here's one of the, one of the uh, uh, first times we look at a deliverer, being delivered. Uh, look at the word deliverer. Genesis 37, 20 and 21 says, Now come, therefore let us slay him. Now his, Joseph's brothers rejected him because he was having visions and dreams, and, and they didn't like that, and he was his father's favorite, and they were half-brothers, and... Uh, uh, and, and they cast him into some pit. 
and we will say, some evil beasts have devoured him. We shall see what will become of his dreams. So they set him up to be uh, thrown into a pit. But look what happened. His one brother, Reuben, heard it and delivered him out of their hands and said, let us not kill him. So the word delivered showed up in Genesis. And it's the word not saw, not sell. It means to snatch away, whether in a good or bad sense. To snatch away, whether it means to uh, deliver, to defend. When you need deliverance, God comes and defends you from the forces of darkness. It means to escape. Uh, the psalmist says, my soul escaped out of the snare of the devil. It means without fail. It means to pluck. God said, I'll pluck you out of the fire uh, uh, to preserve. I'll preserve your years. Deliverance has a lot. The word deliver means a lot of things. It means to recover. Recover. Uh, the enemy steals from our generations, from our bloodlines, and we have a right to recover everything that he's stolen. Uh, like, as, he's, as Ecclesiastes says, the enemy shall vomit it back up, that which he has swallowed. It means to rescue. God is always looking to rescue us. <laughs> He loves rescuing his people. He loves coming just in time on his white horse. You're tied to the railroad tracks. The devil's about to run you over with the train. And God, Jesus shows up and rescues you in the nick of time. It means to rid. When, he, when you're delivered, you're rid of your enemies. He rids you of the enemies that are, are vexing you and harassing you. To save. To spoil. Uh, Abraham, uh, 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 Lot got into trouble and then Abraham took his servants and, went and, 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 and got him back and got the spoils and, and, and spoiled the enemy and, and got his, his nephew back and all the stuff that he, they had stolen to strip. So deliverance is strip. You strip the enemy of his strength. You strip the enemy of his power. You strip the enemy of his, his authority. Surely take out. To take the enemy out, you take him out with one shot. Shoot him in the heart. Take him out. Uh, it also means, delivered means salvation. The word salvation is sozo, uh, uh, means uh, 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 eternal life, angels charge over your life, <clears throat> gift of God, gift of grace, salvation, help. We pray the prayer, Lord, send help from your sanctuary. Deliver me, get me out of this mess. Help, Lord, they're trying to take all my money on this raggedy car. Help. <laughs> Safety is another word for delivered. Safety, <laughs> you're in a safe place. Ecclesiastes 10, he was a break of a hedge. A serpent shall come in and bite him. So God put you in a safe place where he put a hedge around you to keep the enemy from destroying you. Safety. Uh, the, the Satan came before God and said, you've got a hedge around Job. He's in safety. If, if you take that hedge away, I'll, I, 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 he'll curse you. And then it also means victory. When you get delivered, that's victory. Finally, you can go to sleep. You can get some rest. You ain't tossing and turning. You're not fighting. You're not going through all kind of crazy stuff. So that's the word, first word, deliver. So deliver all of these words, recover, rescue, pluck, preserve, uh, salvation, uh, help, safety. So God is our deliverer. In Matthew 8, 28, we know the story uh, of Jesus uh, told his disciples to go home and he'll, 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 uh, he'll meet them. And he went up to pray and they got in the boat and the and the winds and the waves, they came, and he came walking on the water. And Peter said, oh, if it's you, Lord, tell me to come on out. He said, it's me, come on out. <laughs> you know, and he came out and almost sank. And, but the Bible says that when they come to the other side of the country of the 
Gergesenes that met him two possessed, possessed with devils, coming out of the tombs, exceedingly fierce, that no man might pass by that way. Now, Matthew says two, two of them, but one of the other, interpret other scriptures says one. It was one man, but, it, but this says it was two. You know, the story gets told. You know, where everybody tell a story, you put a, embellish it a little bit, you know, wow, you're a big old two, big old demons. I mean. <laughs> and people have a tendency to embellish what really transpires. Man has a way of telling the tall tale, you know, the saga, the, the tale of this and the, the tale of Beowulf and all these. They, they, they embellish it and make it look like it's bigger than what. And that's what the devil does. He, he embellishes stuff and make him look like he's so big and tough, but he's a midget. So you got to understand it. And behold, he cried out saying, what have we, the demons are speaking, to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us Torment us before our time. Now this is a, you need to take a little side note, verse 2. The devil is scared of you because he knows we can torment him. Amen. He tormented us, but now we turn the tables and we can torment him. Have you come to torment? How do we torment the devil? Start praising God. It torments him all. He can't stand you when you praise God. It shuts his mouth. Psalm says he shut the mouths of the enemy when we start praising God. So here... In Matthew, he said two that were possessed. Now, don't look at the word possessed because there's been a lot of discussion in the body and religion about possessed and you can't be possessed and you can be vexed or you can't be vexed or you can be had or the devil's on the outside oppressing you, but he can't possess you. So we're going we're gonna to deal with this uh, uh, nonsense once and for all. If you got a problem, get the devil out. I don't care if you're possessed, oppressed, depressed, suppressed, ironed out, steam pressed, whatever kind of pressure you have, I, you need... To get free. So the word possess is the word diamanizomai. 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 It means to be exercised by a demon. You ever take your dog for a walk? Mm -hmm. Well, that's what the devil does. He exercises you. He, he runs you here and he runs you there and he, hey, go. Go to that bar and drink. Go over there and party. Go over here and party. He exercises uh, and, and, and pushes you. It means to be vexed, be possessed with devils. That one word, it means the same thing. Vexed, same thing. Hexed, possessed, you got a devil. Either way. I don't care if it's on the outside or inside. Paul said cast him out. Jesus wouldn't say cast him out if he wasn't in. So demons got to be in, and they, and they come to inhabit these bodies. Uh, we'll look at the scriptures later on. It comes from the root word, diamo, dio. It means to distribute fortunes. To distribute fortunes. So when you're possessed, the demons come and they steal your future. They steal your family line blessings. They steal your money. They, they, they distribute your fortunes. When you're possessed with an alcohol spirit, you'll get your paycheck, and an alcohol spirit will have you in the bar, and you will distribute all your money to everybody in the bar, buying everybody a drink, and you wake up the next morning and don't know where your money went. Mm -hmm. The devil didn't distribute all your money. <laughs> Super, it's a demon or a supernatural spirit of a bad nature. So demons... Uh, when you have sin in your life and you have demons in your life, 
One way or another, they are distributing your fortune. You pick up a nicotine spirit. You got to go spend three, four, five dollars for a pack of cigarettes. That's distributing your money. You can't figure out where your money is going. They steal your blessings. They know what your future is. And, and, and they distribute the fortunes. You get hungover and you get a problem and then you don't show up for work on Monday morning and you don't show up on work on Tuesday morning and then they get tired of you being late and next thing you know, they didn't fire you after two weeks. Right. You see a lot of them like that. On the drugs and stuff, they get a job, they get, a, they get their first paycheck, you don't see them no more. Oh, they don't like me there. They just discriminate against me. No, you you just lazy and irresponsible, yeah. and the demon is taking all your blessings. Mm -hmm. And then they come back to you and say, "Ma, give me, ma, can I borrow, ma?" You know, they, they broke as Job's turkey and always depended on you. Demons are afraid of you. A lot of Christians don't. In the church, demons are afraid of you. Hear me? Demons are afraid of you. As a believer in Christ, you have Christ in you. They are afraid of you. Now look at verse 29 of Matthew 8. It says, And behold, they cry out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, our Son of God? Are thou come hither to torment us before time? Before the time. There, don't, come, don't mess with us. We know we have a time limit on earth. We know we have a time limit and we're going to be cast into the lake. Have you come to do this before our time? It ain't our time to go. We got a little bit more time left. And the devil knows his time is short even in our, in our season. That's why he's pulling out all the stops right now with all this perversion that's going on in the earth. So the, uh, so, uh, so, and there was a good way off from them a herd of many swine feeding. So the devils besought him saying... If thou cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. So just a little side note, animals, pets can have demons. Demons will enter in your pet. Demons will enter in uh, 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 animals and figurines and stuff. So they besought him, let's get into the pigs. And he said, go. And when they were come out, they went into the herd of swine, and behold, the whole herd of swine violently ran violently down the steep place into the sea and perished in the water. Mm -hmm. Even pigs have enough sense not to want devils, but we invite them in all the time. We smoke, we drink, we fornicate, we do all that. We invite all these demons in, but the pigs say, I don't want, we know we nasty, but we ain't that nasty. <laughs> we ain't that nasty. We'd rather die than they put up with this torment. And they and and they listen, look at this is this is what and they that kept them fled went their ways into the city and told everything that was befallen with to the possessed of devils. Now they said the town demon you know, the, the boogeyman, you know, and all the parents said the boogeyman gonna get you, you go out there to the to the tombs there. He's out there, he's Hollering, screaming, they're going to get you. So they used to put fear in their children. So the boogeyman will get you. The devil possessed man. We have found that people, instead of rejoicing that the man was set free, they were upset that Jesus cast them out. A lot of churches, you try to do deliverance in, they won't, they won't receive you in there. They get mad at you if you start provoking the devil or say, take them in the back room or take them outside. 
Jesus never took a devil outside. When that thing manifests, he dealt with it right then and there. So in deliverance, we don't take him in the back room. We don't stop. I'll stop preaching to get somebody set free. Amen? Amen. Don't bother me at all. Amen. I can go back to preaching in a minute, but I'd rather see people set free than sit there bound up by demons sitting in the service. And verse 34, and behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. They saw him and they besought him that he would get out. The son of God, the glory of God, get out of it. You done messed up our whole routine we had going on here. Because people will come from miles around to see our crazy man. And now he, he's sane now. We're not making any more money. Amen. We're not going to be able to put fear in our children anymore. Our enterprise has been bankrupt. They didn't want to, they didn't want to hear it. So certain people don't want to hear that the, the people got set free. And then there's certain people that, like, like you said, when they get free, everybody's going to know about it. Amen. Come see a man that got me free. So possession means demonic control. Verse 12, Matthew 12, He said, when he besought him, one possessed, Dananizomai, with a devil, blind and dumb. He healed him insomuch that the blind and the dumb both spake and saw. And the people were amazed and said, is this not the son of David? But when the Pharisees, when the denominations heard it, when the Catholic Church heard it, when the Lutheran Church heard it, when the Methodist Church heard it, when the Episcopalians heard about it, they said, this fellow does cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, he a devil himself. And the prince of devils. See, religious denominations will attack deliverance ministries. Deliverance has been around a long time. But, uh, but now it's really starting to take off in the churches because deliverance was supposed to take off about in the 40s. In 1950, in the early 40s, they started deliverance. And all of a sudden, uh, the evangelism explosion took off with evangelists, uh, uh, Bar Parnham and, and Jack Cole and, and all the great healers, Amy Silver McPherson, and all of them began to rise up with healing evangelism. And, and deliverance sort of took a back back seat and very few people were doing it and so now but deliverance is needed right now deliverance is taking place in Africa like crazy like never before right now but America needs it even worse than Africa needs it in Africa they know what they're doing they know which doctors and they know that we go to the root workers they know about demons and they know about devils but in America we try to hide them sophisticated witchcraft and sorcery and Illuminati and, and, and making a little hand gestures and hand signals and the presidents and, and politicians making little hand signals. I'm of the Illuminati. Okay. We know who you are. So demon had control of the voice box and of the eyes. So sometimes it's not a matter of healing. It's a matter of casting the devil out. And I've dealt with both occasions, blind and dumb. How do we deal with this possession? Possession, I say, when you say possessed, if you have arthritis in these two fingers here, and you can't control these two fingers, that means possession. The devil possesses these two fingers. I don't care if you're a tongue talker, he possesses your two, that's possession. What do you say, the possession is what? Three-tenths of the law, two-tenths of the law, something like that? Half the law. How can two walk together except they come in agreement? So the first step in getting delivered from when someone being delivered is they got to come out of agreement with what they're doing. Right. Got to make a conscious choice 
to come out of agreement with what they're doing. Matthew 12, 25 says, Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought into desolation. Every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan casts out Satan, he's divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? But if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be their judges. So I did a teaching on, on, on what he was talking about. Um, Solomon was very, in, were very deep into uh, demonic stuff, learning from his wives, all the deities and demons and demonic de uh, demonology and stuff, and uh, uh, the priests would uh, they would uh, give them amulets, what they call amulets. They they give them a, 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 some words to speak, repeat, con and confess, and wear this amulet or put something in it, and and this will ward off the devil. And so they were casting them out, but they weren't casting them out like we were. They're just pushing them back or doing some crazy stuff, uh, just making the person worse. So you got to come out of agreement with, the, with what you're dealing with. You got alcohol, you got to come I'm, I'm out of agreement. Lord, I want to be free. Whatever it is, you got to be free. Demons are cast out, and deliverance is wrought by the Spirit of God. It's not by me or you, it's by the Spirit of God in you. The anointing in you. Matthew 12 28 says, But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. There's a spirit of God or the anointing of God on your life. I've been anointed with the deliverance anointing. You've been anointed with a special anointing for deliverance. Yet you, by the spirit of God, when you speak, the demon has to obey. He said, now how else can you enter into a strong man's house, spoil his goods, except you first bind the strong man, then he will spoil his house. So the first thing in deliverance is we usually do is get people to confess Jesus as Lord. First thing. Second thing is unforgiveness. If there's any unforgiveness in the person's life, it will block deliverance. Jesus said when you stand praying, if you have aught in your heart against your brother, go and make it right before you go. Or the Lord will turn you over to the tormentors. You've got to forgive Whoever hurt you or whoever wounded you, you have to forgive them. So he said, I cast out demons by the Spirit of God or the Holy Spirit working with you or your angels working with you to cast out demons. Now understand that deliverance is a part of the power gifts. It's a part of the power gifts. They're, they're, they're vocal gifts. There's a prophecy, tongues, and interpretation. Then there's the, the gift of faith. That's, that's, that's what deliverance comes faith and power, miracles, healings. All this, these are power gifts. It takes faith for a deliverance worker or believer to speak to a demon and tell it to go and know it's going to go. That's faith. It's a power gift. It's faith. Without faith, it's impossible to feed God. So deliverance is part of the power gifts of God. Uh, uh, Jesus, one-third of Jesus' ministry was casting out demons. Jesus, uh, Matthew eleven twelve says, the kingdom suffered violence. But I want you to see something. Matthew eleven twelve, Matthew eleven twelve says, now from the days of John the Baptist, this is Jesus speaking, until now. 
the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. And the violent taken by force. Now a lot of people quote this. Say, well, kingdom suffered by violence. But Jesus is saying, until now, until I have shown up on the scene. Now I'm going to show you how to take the kingdom a different way. Not violently, but with love. And that's what he came. He came with love. And he began to upturn because they thought he was going to come with a great army. He was going to come and just destroy the, the Romans. And it was going to be a great revival, a great thing. He came with love to, to take the kingdom back. The Son of Man came. Listen, if you go down to verse 19 of Matthew 11, it says, The Son of Man came eating and drinking. And they say, Behold, a man is gluttonous, gluttonous and a wine brimmer, a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. So Jesus didn't come fighting. He came sitting around with the prostitutes. He came sitting with the publicans and the tax collectors. He sat around, loved on them, healed on them, and, 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 they, and they, 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 they accused him of something that he wasn't even doing. He just said, I'm just loving everybody. The Bible says Jesus of Nazareth went about doing good, healing all matter of sickness. He wasn't violent. He, did, he, he didn't fight nobody. He told Peter, put your sword up. You don't need the sword. I got. A, I, I'm the plan. I'm the salvation. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Just don't put the sword away. Until now, the kingdom has suffered violence. Now you don't have to get violent. You know, men put you in tribute. Men make you a slave. Men bind you up. He said, but now I'm going to bring freedom to all mankind. So it was a battle. Deliverance is a battle against darkness. Light against darkness. Truth against falsehood or deception. Matthew. 4.16 is the scripture. You can get it in your Bible. Matthew 4.16 says, The people sat in darkness, saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and in the shadow of death, light is sprung up. When the truth of deliverance comes, when you find out and get the realization that, hey, I need to be delivered. I got a demon. I got some issues. I got some problems. I need to be set free. You know, when you get that revelation of it, all of a sudden, you want, to, uh, want, want them all out at one time. Get them all out of me, Pastor, right? I get, just get them out of me. But deliverance is a process. It's not a one-shot deal. You have to clean one room, fill it with the Word of God, then clean another room, fill it with the word of God. Fill your mind up. Don't come in here and tell me y'all fearful you are. Go get the scripture that says, God did not give me the spirit of fear, but a power of love and self-control. Don't come in here and tell me you got anxiety attacks. What the Bible says, be anxious for nothing, and all things give thanks unto God. Did you learn that scripture? No, we can get you delivered once you've got something to fight the devil when he comes back. Because he does come back and try the door again to see if it's open. He'll uh -huh. rattle the door and pull on the knob to see if you got, you're going to let him back in. Matthew 6.23 and 24, he said, but if thy eye is evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. Therefore, if the light is in thee, is, shall be darkness. Hmm. How great is that darkness? But if thy eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. Therefore, the light that is in thee be darkness. How great is that darkness? There's a, a, the, 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 they had the prayer thing here in America the other day, President Prayer Breakfast, and he, he said, I don't know about all this loving your enemies. And some folks, you just, you, you just need to let them know. If they're evil, you don't love evil people. Judgment's got to come. The Bible says you catch a thief stealing, what you got to do? Give seven. There's got to be a retribution and justice for evil folks that do stuff that's evil. He said, love, those, love your enemy. He didn't say nothing about the evil folks. Evil folks, you're supposed to hate. David said, I hate them with a perfect hatred. 
So don't get this thing twisted when people are just evil towards you. Don't be trying to love on them. Let them go to the pit. The ones that, are, that, 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 that can be redeemed in those of it. But some people are just evil. He says if, if, the, if, if the eye is evil, they're they in full darkness. We're supposed to love. Well, you're supposed to be a Christian. And you're supposed to love everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> Folks that ain't evil, you're just evil. Mm-hmm. You're doing this on purpose. You're just evil. Mm-hmm. So Nancy Pelosi, you're just evil. <laughs> you're just evil. And now y'all know what evil is. They, you know, and then if you go back to, to uh, Proverbs or Psalms, was it six things God hate? Lying tongue, one of them. How much lying been going on? They they find out all this lying been going on in our in our and, and, and most governments are full of deception and lies and corruption. Verse twenty four: No man can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one or love the other, or else he will hold on to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and Mammon. Notice that he put Mammon or money, the god of money, on equal footing with God. Because it's a strong spirit that uh, you can't serve God or mammon. You're going to love one another, so you can't serve that. So when you see loved ones are caught between the old lifestyle and the new side, they're making a choice. I can't serve this one. I got to love one. I gotta, one of them I got to let go. One of them I got to let go. One of them, give me that oil. <laughs> let me let go. Get, get me free. You have to want. People have to want deliverance. So that's why uh, we in deliverance, they got to want it. You can't force it on. They got to want it. See, they come out of agreement with what they're in, then they can get delivered. When people come out of agreement with what they're doing, then we can get them delivered. But as long as they're in agreement with it, uh, it's better to leave them alone until they make up their mind they want to be free. Because the Bible says when you cast out the spirit, it goes into dry places and it finds the house, uh, it finds no rest. So it goes back to the house or the person uh, that it was thrown off and he found the house swept and garnished and he entered in with seven other spirits worse than the ones that left. So it's easier, better to leave them alone until they're really ready to be free so they don't be in a worse state than before. So we really got to get them into the kingdom. The first thing to do is get them into the kingdom of light. Then you can get them set free. John 3 verse 19. This is the condemnation. That light is coming to the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. So we're in a place right now. We're in a, a precipice. We're on a slippery slope here in America. We're in a, half of America uh, wants of uh, the righteousness and moral standards and the other half wants socialism they want to be free, they want to do whatever they want to do and we're in a place and we got a reprieve from a, by getting a new by getting Trump as a president because Jezebel would have ate everybody up by now and open borders, just everything would have been just free, 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 free uh, free for all to destroy this nation he said, but men love darkness Love darkness rather than light. They love the darkness rather than the light. That their deeds were evil. Once they, mammon gets hold of them, once greed gets hold of you, it's hard for them to let go of all that opulence and wealth and jet planes and, and big houses and mansions. They've got to hold on to it for anything they do. So they'll lie, steal, cheat, whatever. They'll, they'll be in the Senate Conference Committee and lie through their teeth. To keep what they got. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. I'm talking about evil now. 
Everyone that does evil hateth the light, neither come to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. So when you show up and when deliverance shows up or when someone has an anointing for deliverance shows up, your family members don't want to be around you because you're walking in light now and they're in darkness. And so they sort of push you back because they don't want that. They know you're in light. They know they're in darkness and, and they, want to, they don't want to be around you. But that's all right. You just keep loving them, keep saying, ah, I'm glad you saved. I didn't say, yeah, you saved in Jesus' name because I'm praying for you. It sticks. It's like, uh, as I said, when you speak the word of God, when you speak the word of God to your loved ones that are not saved, when you speak scripture, not your words, when you speak the scriptures to them, it's like a bullfighter. You know, he has the swords in the hand, he has a cape, and he has swords in there. And every time you stab him with the word, that bull is getting weaker and weaker. Yeah. And that's all you do is stab with the word and you walk away. Stab with the word and walk away. Sooner or later, they're going to get infected and break out and they're going to get saved. The word is powerful. It's a seed. The Bible says you sow the seed into their life. Sooner or later, that seed will germinate. Six months later, you see them sitting in church. You don't even know what, oh, you came to church? <laughs> Been asking for years. Well, it took them a long time for some seeds to germinate. You know, a bamboo plant takes... Five years to shoot up. I mean, you plant it, you don't see nothing for five years. And all of a sudden, it goes 20 feet in the seventh year, the fifth year. But he that doeth truth comes to the light. This de That his deeds might be made manifest, wrought in God. In other words, when you start embracing truth, you want the word to manifest in your life. Show me where I messed up at and get me free. That's what deliverance is. Show me where I messed up, help me get free. I'm going to come to the truth. Lord, I... Is there anything in me that I need to get rid of? Help me now. Let me get it free. Let me get free of it. In deliverance, when you get delivered, the basics of deliverance is uh, pray somebody. They got to come out of the environment that they're in. Break the soul ties, so we speak. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse fourteen. And a lot of believers still don't get this and still don't understand this. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion have light with darkness? It's gotten so bad that the people that are in light are looking for uh, people that are in darkness to try to get them, change them so they'll be in light too because there's no good men nowhere. I guess what they say, there are no good women nowhere. Just crazy. He said, don't get, it's very clearly, don't get equally unyoked with unbelievers. Sooner or later, they're going to suck you into what they're doing. Because you already compromised. Once you compromise, it's over. Mm -hmm. Once you compromise, it's over. Deliverance is the children's bread. Well, who delivers? Deliverance belongs to the believer. But God will heal those the non-believer. So that's why I say you get them saved. You bring them into the kingdom. Then deliverance is their portion or to be set free or to escape or, or, or to be uh, 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 salvation. Matthew 15, 22 and 23 Behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast, cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the, with the devil. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cried after us. I mean, y'all talking about us. They weren't, even, they weren't even casting out devils yet. They about he cried after us. Telling them some big religious Got big religious crosses on them. But the disciples, they cried after He didn't cry after They cried after Jesus. Verse 24. But he answered and said, 
I am not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. So every believer that receives Jesus as Lord and Savior, deliverance is part of your bread. It is part of your life. It is your sustenance. It is your food. You have a right to be delivered because you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. It is bread, and you're not giving it to dogs. Don't give it to somebody that don't want God, that don't want to be delivered. He said it's not meant for them. He was telling her that I came for the Jews. I didn't come for you, Samaritan woman, because I didn't die for you yet. But the Bible says she worshipped him. In verse 27, she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. I don't care what, how you embarrass me. My daughter got a demon. I'm tired of her keeping me up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. I need some help. I'm going to worship you. Just give me a crumb. I don't care. I'm seeing you giving all them. For, just give me a crumb. I ain't asking for a whole slice. Just give me a piece of a crumb. And Jesus looked at her faith and he said, Oh, woman, great is your faith. Be it unto thee as you will. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. He never touched her. He never did anything. Her faith, she went into the spirit of worship. She went into the future, past the cross, at the death of the cross, and got a healing for her daughter and brought it back to the natural. Jesus hadn't even died for her yet. Jesus, I got to go to the cross first for you. You're a Samaritan woman. You're not, you have no right to, uh, to healing or, or deliverance. She said, yeah, but I'm going to worship you, and I'm going to get my healing. I'm gonna, so don't worry about it if you ain't saved or not. If you got faith, God will heal you. That's why you see, and, and believe it or not, when I go overseas and I minister overseas, more people get saved that are not Christians than the Christians because the Christians sitting there, they don't believe it. Strangers walk in out the door, Hindus and stuff, and they get set free. The Hindus get set free before the Christians do. The Muslims get set free. They just come in there and fight. Oh, I believe you can hear me. Oh, hear me. So they healed. Christians sitting there, oh, you got to prove it to me. You better give me some scripture. How many know miracles don't work by your head knowledge, your mind knowledge? Prayer and fasting breaks the power of demons in people's lives. Sometimes they have to fast. It's good to fast before you come for deliverance. It's good to fast a day or so. It weakens the flesh. It weakens the spirits in your life. Marks 9, 9, 7, 9, 17 and 19. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought thee my son, which have a dumb spirit. And wherever he taketh him, he teareth him, he foameth, Gnash with his teeth, pined away, and spake unto thy disciples that they should not cast him. And I spake to thy disciples that they should not cast him out. And they could not. And he answered and said, O faithless, perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. So here the demon had control of this young man that, that tears him, make him slobber and foam all out the mouth, fall down. Nash with his teeth, find a way, uh, fall into the fire, and uh, the disciples couldn't cast this demon. That was a strong demon. The demon was in it for a long time, and they couldn't cast it out. They said, how come we can't cast it out? Verse 20, and they brought him to him, and he saw him. Straight away, the spirit tear him. Sometimes demons will see you, and they'll start manifesting. 
And he fell on the floor and on the ground, wallowing in form. In other words, he had an epileptic fit, spit of epilepsy, fall on there. And so when you see somebody having an epileptic fit, uh, you put something in their mouth to keep them body, but you call that demon out because it's a demon that causes epilepsy. It's a spirit. And he asked his father, how long since this came in? So you got to ask questions. Where did this demon go? Well, since he was a child, okay, this demon came in when he was a baby. This demon came through the womb. So this is a bloodline curse that we need to deal with to break the power of this spirit. And oftentimes it would cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. So this demon had that much strength and power of this young child because it was a baby. From a baby, that demon had set up a stronghold. He had set up a stronghold in that child where the, the child couldn't come out of agreement with it because it, it, his, my, his soul was in a cage somewhere. Bound up. You got to send them to Autodrive. Mark 9, 23 says, Jesus said to them, If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. And straightway the father cried, said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. So you can believe something and still have unbelief in the same thing. Help your unbelief. Lord, I believe you can do it. I know you can, I know you can give me a new eyeball, but uh, help my unbelief. I know your word says you can do this, but I, don't, I ain't never seen this. So I don't believe it. And when Jesus saw that the people came running, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying to him, Thou dumb and deaf, had control over the tongue and control over his ears, I charge thee, come out of them and enter him no more. And the spirit cried, rent him sore, came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch as said he's dead. So the devil will put on a show. He will put on a show when you start dealing with deliverance and you start commanding demons out. The devil will fall on the floor. They'll foam at the mouth. He'll scream. I've seen demons. When the demons start manifesting, I tell the workers to hold them. Leave me alone. Get your hands off of me. That's a demon manifesting. You got to hold them because a demon starts manifesting. You think it's the person speaking, but it's a demon speaking through them. Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. And when it was come to the house, the disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we cast him out? And he said, this kind come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. So there are certain spirits you run into, you may not have to deal with. You say, well, let me go back. We need to fast on this one. Let's fast three or four days and come back and pray for them. You fast, and, and I will fast, and let's pray for them. And, and then we'll come back and pray for them. Because the Bible says in Isaiah 58, is not this fast to break the bonds of wickedness. So when we humble ourselves and we fast, we break chains in other people's lives. Hallelujah. Break the chains of darkness. We're breaking the chains of darkness through deliverance. The next thing is to bind it loose. You bind the enemy. Why do the heathens rage? Why do the people imagine the main thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, the rulers take counsel together against the Lord, against his anointed. Let us break their bands asunder, cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in heaven shall laugh, and the Lord shall have them in derision. The devil has to be continually bound. Do you know that 80% of the world, 80% of the nations persecute Christians. 80% persecute Christians. What verse was that, Apostle? That's Psalms 2, verse 1 through 4. Why do they raise? So we got to continue to bind those spirits in the White House, in the Democratic Party, 
and the Socialist Party and all that. Those are demons that are raging. They want to, we, want, we want our drugs. We want our marijuana. We want to kill babies. We want to kill them even when they're in the womb. We want to kill them as soon as they take their first breath. We want to kill them. We, that's the spirit of idolatry that goes all the way back to the garden. That's idolatry, the spirit of confusion. You notice the, the spirit of Babylon over, over the Democratic Party? They couldn't even come up with the votes. Well, they, they already knew what the votes were in the primary. They just didn't want Bernie, Bernie to win. <laughs> So they just held the votes back. Say, we ain't gonna tell them. Tell them. <laughs> They're controlling it. That's how wicked they are. Oh, our system didn't work. No, your system worked. Your system worked very well because you wanted to say who was gonna win the primary. They want to choose who they're gonna get. They did it to them last time when Hillary. Hillary went in the back room with him and said, I'm gonna kill you if you don't step back. <laughs> she said, Don't you see my record? How <laughs> I many people are missing? <laughs> Almost done. I got to quit here in a minute. We are to execute judgment. Deliverance is executing judgment. Psalms 149, verse 6 to 9 says, Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. The word of two-edged sword is the word of God. It is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the sun, dividing the sun of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. So the word of God, we use the word of God to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people. To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. To execute upon them the judgment written. This honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. So in other words, when Jesus died on the cross, he brought man and God and mankind together. He gave us all authority in heaven, in the earth, and under the earth to bind their king. He gave us the right is to bind up the judgment. The judgment is against the forces of darkness, against principalities and powers. They no longer have authority over the earth. Jesus got authority of the earth back from Satan who stole it from Adam. Now it belongs back to the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God and to the saints of God. And we are to execute what God says, judgment, chase devils, cast them out. Anytime you see one, run them up a tree. Anytime you find coming across a devil, cast him out. Bind him up. This is your right as a saint of God is to bind the devil and cast him out. Amen. I'm done for this session. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So this is just the first, first layer of first why we what is deliverance and what is mean. Then we're going we're going to go into legal grounds, curses, and all of this other stuff and rejection. And I'm going to deal with a lot of different things. Let me pray, Father. I thank you for this message. I thank you for this word. I thank you for those that have been watching, that are watching around the world. We take authority over rejection and rebellion and idolatry. We take authority over spirits that have people's minds bound, that they can't come out of agreement with the demons that are in them. Spirits of infirmity, spirits of deafness and dumbness and, and ringing in the ears and all kind of demons that are possessed. I command you devils out. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, you loose their minds, you loose their physical bodies, you loose their, their, their hearts. I, come, I pray for healing from cancers and from diabetes and from all kinds of sickness and disease. We cast you out by the word of God and by the stripes of Jesus you have been healed. Receive your deliverance. Receive your healing. We bind the strong man. We bind the demons with chains and fetters dipped in the blood of Jesus. We bind them until God declares deliverance. And I speak a word of deliverance all this week as you, as you watch this video. Be free in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right.
Apostle, what was the one before you did the Bind and Loose for Psalms 2, 1 through 4? What was that one? The one before that. The breaks and chains, that one. Lament, Mark 9, 26 to 29. After that one. What was that one there? Uh, I did Mark. Mark 9, 23 to 29. I missed one. I think it was the break. The break. Mark 9, 20. Mark 17, 19. Mm -hmm. okay. Fasting breaks the power of the demons. That's the one. Mark 9, 17 to 19. Thank you. I bet there's something on this. Where you could make it, because you know it cuts it off. Oh yeah, I need small. Make it. Uh, like I'm sure there's. Like I gotta make it. I got. I gotta read. 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 Re, uh, yeah. Readjust the uh, picture mode. Keystone. But um. I'll adjust it later. I'll adjust it by Sunday. I'll get it corrected. I'll correct it. I would have said something earlier if I knew. <laughs> you should tell me. I just thought you had to like go no, there and do no, it. No, 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 no. Like, technical. I need, I need technicians. Technical people. Hallelujah. You're technical. All right, we're going to receive an offering. And on Monday, uh, on Tuesdays, I'm going to receive an offering. I'm teaching, so I receive the offering, not New Heart Worship Center. Amen. <laughs> so you can, if you write a check, make it out to me. If you got an offering, make it out to me. Well, laborer is worthy of his hire. So, that wasn't the end of my message, but I just stopped there. All right, bless you. You're dismissed. You too. Where's got orange on today? Is that orange or rose? Yeah, right? I, I don't even know. <laughs> it's a rose, ain't it? Tangerine or orange, real rose. Father, we bless this offering. We bless those that are given. Bless it, sanctified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you don't have a deliverance manager, I forgot to get it. I'll give you the address. You can order it. You got one? Y'all, that's the foundation, baby. But I have it in storage right now. Yeah, like mine. All my stuff is in storage. Girl, let me tell you something. 